Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks and welcome to another episode of The Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan. Meredith, how are you, Mr. Alderton, today? How is the life of Jamie? <laughs> last last podcast, I said I was sprightly. Yes, I'm go- I'm which gonna... made you sound like a 70-year-old who can still do a brisk walk with his shopping. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling rather... Feeling rather gay today, Dan. Oh, God. Do you know what? I am choosing not to unpack that. So, congratulations. No, you said, said, um, obviously, being a 70-year-old and, you know, back in the day, being gay means that you were happy. And I am happy. So Good. I'm I'm very glad you're happy. I am feeling gay today. Good. Well, how how about you? I am feeling, I'm in the, what I like to call the eye of a storm that I have personally created. Um, So today's topic is all things overwhelm, which Jay will expand on in just a moment. But as of recording this, I have had this little voice. Um, Now, that is often your subconscious, it's your own thoughts, it's that little nagging thing that's saying... You know, that thing you should be doing, probably should fucking do it. And there's been a couple of things that have been just poking me. They've been gently tapping me on the shoulder and they've been smacking me on the back of the head lately. And I'd looked at different ways of doing things, integrating it into my working week, changing a few things around. And then I just decided, and I was getting a bit overwhelmed because there was so much to do. I wasn't doing anything. So I said to myself, fuck it. How did I get to where I am today? I started doing stuff. I had an end end result. I had a goal I was aiming towards and a starting point. And quite frankly, I didn't often have a fucking clue how I was going to get there. But I just started doing stuff. So that was the first thing I needed to do stuff. And then the second thing that I have done, which is a bit nuts but if we're dealing with overwhelm is that my energy i've realized you know i've got we we all have finite pots of different things you know for for our energy for our love for our finances for our time you know there's only so much it goes around and i was putting happily lots of creative energy into my external content and my posts and my instagram and facebook and, and then i said no nope i'm not doing it anymore So I'm taking, I mean, who knows when you'll next see me on social media, but I'm taking, you know, I've handed off um, some of the coaches. So I'm still coaching my clients, still doing my my consulting. So I'm still working with people in that way, but I've handed off my groups to my team, to my coaches that work for me. And I have given myself complete permission because absolutely no fucker is going to give me permission. So I just took it. So I've taken the next six to eight weeks off to do these projects and that in itself, hence why I'm in the eye of the storm, Jamie, because I was in overwhelm, a little bit of chaos, a little bit of fuck, what am I going to do? Now I'm in the, okay, everything's cool now. <laughs> I'm just about to ramp up chaos again. So that's where I'm at, Mr. Alderton. Overwhelm's a very interesting thing because what I think, with as with any emotion, people don't understand the feeling. And I always go back to 
anxiety and the reason I go back to anxiety is that you describe probably the best feeling for anxiety that I've ever heard because it was very basic and simple Mm -hmm. but then easy to understand and it was the the big boss at the end of the the Sega Mega Drive game where the music changes and you don't quite know uh, where he is or if he you know and you've only got a couple of lives left and you kind of shit yourself because you're anticipating something that has yet to happen and essentially that is anxiety when it comes to overwhelm you need to be thinking exactly the same because what we need to understand firstly is when and you know whereabouts we're overwhelmed because being able to just stop and go ah I'm feeling overwhelmed at the moment. You can then mm. come up with strategies to help reduce it down. And when I talk about overwhelm, the way that I look at it is that you have too much shit in your head and you believe that it all needs to be done today. <laughs> yeah, that no, couldn't have nailed it more perfectly. I, I've got four major things that I've got to do. All of them require, you know, time and energy and, you know, thinking. A lot of time is thinking to make sure you don't go fucking yeeting off in the wrong direction. But again, I've got quite a high tolerance for pain and work and I can push myself through periods of tiredness, much like I know you can as well. Um, You know, I can be quite a spiteful creature as in if I say I'm going to do it, then I'll fucking do it regardless. But even I was getting to the point where I was like, there's so much work to do. And I'm like, well... Same reason as you've written your books or created your courses or anything else you've done. Just do it one bit at a time. Just sit down and start working. And even yep. the best of us forget the simple shit. And it's easy to become overwhelmed. I can literally create mm. overwhelm right now. Literally, <laughs> I, I'm not overwhelmed, not overwhelmed at all. Okay, Not overwhelmed at all. But I know exactly when we talk about thinking and feeling that something needs to be done now. I will take you through this process and you'll be like, it's as if um, you're in an echo chamber. But I say to people, how do you get overwhelmed? Well, here's the thing. I, I think back about, sometimes I go for a walk and I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, so what needs to be done today? And it's like, oh, okay. So then my mind goes wandering. I'm like, oh, Jay, you know, you've got a software company, Calorie Leads doing quite well at the moment. We need to focus on creating a video series to help educate people. Cool. We'll need to plan that out. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. And it's like, okay, cool. We have a launch coming up, Santa Shred Fat Loss Challenge. You know, we have hundreds of clients going in. We need emails done. We need videos done. We haven't done this yet. We need to do, okay, cool. We need to do that. But that's important. Okay, cool. You've got your, your clients over here. You've got check-ins and that today. Oh, and also we've got 180 clients on this program at the moment. Um, we've got a check-in tonight and everything else. Cool. Um, Jiu-Jitsu, Jay, what about it? Well, we've got a competition coming up in four weeks' time, and you know, you've got a bit of a niggle, and uh, we've got that tonight, so don't make sure that you don't forget that. Cool. Um, oh, shit, yeah, we've got a post on Facebook. What's the strategy for Facebook? I don't know yet. We're going to test some things and do that things, and I'm like, oh, look, wow, that's a really nice sunset. So that I haven't even gone through. That is basically the narrative of my brain all the fucking time. And, and you know this, what? You're, you've got a very good, um, what's the word? You're very solid 
mentally. That's always been one of my, you know, my, my, but as a friend, like you're, you're that friend who's very stable, solid, pretty, you know, you have your ups and downs like a normal person, but you're pretty, like I said, throw in a brain like mine as well with that as well, which occasionally tells you to go fuck itself as well. And you'll be merrily going along, creating something new, launching something, trying something different. And then, so you're already a bit full with that. And then your brain will just come along and go, you're a piece of shit. And you're like, oh, hello. Where's that come from? What? What's this? Why? Where, why is my... I'm like, brain, me and you had a fucking agreement. I was going to stop killing you with vodka and you were going to stop being a dickhead. <laughs> so for any of us who are listening out there who have a slightly special brain sometimes, when you're overwhelmed, your own mind will also try and fuck with you as well. Yeah, one of the things I find is any, any person who's running... Like businesses or doing multiple things or, or become very good at stuff they have mm. this you know and it's a word that's thrown a lot lately and it's the word adhd and mm. the problem with that is there is many different extremes of that because you know the extremes of adhd is that deficit disorder as in you're unable to concentrate therefore unable to get stuff done but also you're mm. able to hyper focus on certain things and if you're hyper focused on the right things congratulations you know for me that i don't like to use the word adhd it's in what way are you neurodivergent there are there are levels to this you know there's low levels and there's high levels and everybody has certain levels of neurodivergency and mine is very much like yours it is you know it's not until i explored stuff i was like oh that kind of makes sense i I remember you know going back to the days of a computer game we had this computer Mm -hmm. game at school called rescue and it was basically a keyboard thing where you had to like collect things to use them going on and we're talking you know those massive floppy disk kind of things like yeah and i was the first person in the school to complete it because i was obsessed over it even outside of school you know those uh (laughs) those i think i've said this before those Simon Says games, you've got like the four yeah, patterns. Yeah. I completed it, and there's 150 patterns. And the only Are you sold on? Hold on, stop, stop, stop. You did what? I, I completed it. I didn't know it. you could fucking complete I, Simon Says. Yeah. 150 patterns. Yeah, 150. Well, 300, because the next, the other game is you have to then. Basically, if it goes red, you press red, and then you have to choose one yourself. Instead, of, so it, then let's just say I chose blue. I'll go red, blue, and then I'd have to choose. Let's just say blue again. So it go red, blue, blue, green. I'd have to go red, blue, blue, green, and then select one. Um, and I kind of cheated because I just basically doubled the color that it gave me. So if it's red, I'll go red, red. If it went red, red, blue, I'll go red, red, blue, blue. And that's how I hacked it to get to the 300. But Jamie, honestly, how old are you at this point, mate? Oh, I'd, I'd love it if it was 36. Or something no, like a, that. There's a... No, it was 11 or 12. Okay. Um, okay. But one of the things that I do, <laughs> and it's one of my things, is I get hyper-obsessed with things and the need and want to complete it. So when I set a mm. goal on task to do something, I have to complete it. And, you know, as I've got older... I obsess over different things like editing, like social media. It's an infinite mm-hmm. game that never gets completed, which is good for me because I don't get overwhelmed by it because you know I need to complete it. Whereas this is why I don't have games on my phone 
Mm-hmm. This is why I don't have things that are finite games in my life because I will literally lose time and energy into into doing it. So infinite games, I tend, tend to be all right. Jiu-Jitsu, once again, you know, slightly obsessing a bit over it. A little bit. Once again, you haven't mentioned it on any podcasts. Yeah, you haven't yeah. mentioned it. Uh, but it's a 10-year, 10, 10, 10, 15, 20-year lifelong infinite game because you're never mm-hmm. going to... Very much like bodybuilding, and that's why I you know, really enjoy bodybuilding because you don't look in the mirror and go, yeah, we're done because you're never done. There's always stuff to work on. There's always stuff to learn. But when it comes to computer games, there's always a completion. There's always you know, the next level, and I just my brain can't put things like that down which is why I, I just have to remove them completely but going back you know, that's just course, reminded me it just that just reminded me of a meme which is one of my favorite dark memes to share it's like life is like computer games of old it just gets faster and faster until you die <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry that's so fucked up and oh. uh, you know the reason Going back to this podcast being about overwhelm, the reason that I'm telling you all this as well is because firstly, there'll be people listening going, cool, that sounds like my head. And you'll also remind yourself of going, yeah, I get overwhelmed very easily. So do Mm. I. And that's why I'm very good at helping people with overwhelm because it's something that I, very much like anxiety, I had bouts of it for like six months straight. So I was able to test a lot of things that worked when you're waking up every day having it. When I get overwhelmed, and you know it's probably one or two times a day but it doesn't last very long because i understand the feeling and i know what it is that i need to do but the reason that i'm talking through my brain is that i have to deal with these emotions uh, a lot especially when you're juggling so many things that, Mm. that we do and Firstly, it's noticing it. And secondly, it's no, it's writing shit down. Simple as Mm -hmm. you need to get out of your brain and onto a piece of paper or a whiteboard and you need to brain dump. And I Mm -hmm. brain dump everywhere. I use my Apple notes. I I, I use Apple notes um, for just thoughts for day-to-day stuff. I'll use paper and a pen the old classic for longer projects i'll use notion for any kind of campaign or email sequence or anything with business like that i use Mm -hmm. excel because and once again I, i use excel but i don't use excel i pretty much put things in there and the only excel formula i know is I think it's equal sum and then let's just drag it down. And someone who's listening to this now is like, Oh my fucking God. But I just use that for all of my campaigns. So any kind of launches that I have, you know, I know exactly that once I highlight that box, it's done. So once again, having those plans and having those in place, as soon as everything has a structure, as soon as I do that, overwhelm goes down. I've got a slightly different sort of, for me, I mean, I have to, the fight. So my natural, Urge will be if if I get too overwhelmed is do nothing. I'll just stop. So I've had to learn systems and methodologies to to fight that. So if there's too much going on, it's like I just I'm not going to say freeze. It's not a sort of life or death situation, but I can if I'm not mindful, I can find myself just stopping and saying fuck it 
Uh, so I don't do that, obviously. So for me, what I've had to learn is is break is is firstly the first, and this is what I'm going to say, which might sound a little bit spicy on some of them. But when I when I felt overwhelmed, is firstly just sitting with that thought. So I kind of I've got I've got to I, I I go fast. I'm at a pace. So I have to firstly sit with those thoughts and feelings and think, right, what am I overwhelmed about? Like you said, am I trying to do too much? Is this real? What am I thinking? So again, and as you said. I write it down. Then once I've written down all the shit I have to do, I'll then break it down. You know, I, I talk about it, my sort of three, five system, but effectively first, second and third order priorities, you know, what's the most pressing thing? What's the most important thing to do? What do I need to get done? When do I need to get done it by? And I literally, again, a bit different to you, but break it down into, you know, what's, you know, mission critical, high impact, you know, good return on investment, or like, for example, I've got a couple of projects like the, a different podcast and, a, and another book that are more long tail form. But if I don't do them now, I'm not going to get the benefits years down the line like I am now. So I do all that first is actually getting clear on what needs to be done and what I need to do. And then I get my knife out. And this is a metaphorical knife in this one, because what I've often found is, is... When I'm overwhelmed, firstly, the fuckers, the fuckers tend to visit. And I've got to be honest, in the last few weeks, and I've stayed cool. But there are some people I am aggressively editing the fuck out of my life. Not because they're bad people, but they're just fucking draining me. Okay. And I can't go off to do what I need to do if the fuckers are still there. So I've had conversations with some of the fuckers. And we're back on point again now. Some of the fuckers are getting in the bin, okay? And then I'll look at every other part of my life. Is what I'm doing serving me? Is this the right day that I should be doing those things? Is my energy best here for that particular thing that I need to do every day? What do I need to put on maintenance? What do I need to do more of? What do I need to do less of? And, I'm, and I am brutal, with that, once I've figured out that structure, I've chopped away what doesn't serve me, including individuals as well. Then I get on to the task in hand. Case in point right now. So right now I've got quite a lot of things to create. And I'm actually, I'm in that kind of excited phase, but I've also kind of put it out there what I'm going to get done by when. So I'm in the, well, fuck, I've got to do it now phase. You know, like many of us, we like signing up for a marathon or a jiu-jitsu competition or something where you got, you know, boxing. And then you're like, ah, shit. Now I've got to do the work to get the results at the end. So I've kind of, I have to focus on that. But I just looked at my life and thought, what isn't serving me? Like, you know, there's certain friendships that are just draining. Uh, they're not bad. Had a chat with them. Said, look, going to spend some time with you in a couple of months. We'll actually get together, do some stuff. Park that. Literally everything else has gone into my schedule. A couple of things as well. Like, listen, I've always <laughs> been open about my enjoyment of, let's just say, the occasional red flag or two. But I've just even things like, you know, anything, like dating, going on to do new things, anything like that, I'm not asked right now. I've got too much important shit to do. I cannot be fucked to waste my energy on shit that isn't either going to pay off immediately or isn't going to serve me. And when I'm overwhelmed, the more ruthless I am with my time, with my energy and with my resources, as well as, you know, I have a team, I've handed off stuff to them to deal with, you know, they are my team, they are able to do that sort of thing. I'm now in a position where it's an awkward position to be in because I'm, I'm no longer overwhelmed. So it wasn't too bad anyway, but I was feeling it. 
But I mean, now this awkward position where I've got no excuses either. So I've now removed all my obstacles, all my potential excuses, given myself this time, given myself a deadline. I've got a reward slash punishment, depending on what I do for each thing as well. And now I'm in this kind of rare fried air of the, oh, fuck, just got to do it now. <laughs> and it's, it's understanding this thing, like a lot of sometimes... There's two things I want to talk about with overwhelm. Firstly, is you don't need to wait to have that feeling to be able to mm. solve it. And we we tend to wait until we feel that in order to do something about it. And it's like, cool, if the answer to reducing your overwhelm down is to write shit down and plan things out, that will mean that the reason that you've become overwhelmed is because you're not writing stuff down and planning stuff out. So to remove the overwhelm, instead of reduce it down, maybe write more shit down, put in your diary brainstorm sessions, maybe mm-hmm. you know a great thing to do if you start to get really overwhelmed on a Monday and Tuesday is to put in your diary a 12 or 1 p.m. Um, appointment with yourself to do a brain dump for the week and something that i've used for many years is the eisenhower matrix and i speak about it all the time and it's very much just a system very much like you were saying to categorize things which help with that overwhelm you know when we're talking about overwhelm being having two many things which you believe need to be done today, which is causing the Mm -hmm. overwhelm. And the Eisenhower matrix is very simple. It's four things. And I just put one, two, three, four. Do, defer, delegate, delete. Do, only I can do. It needs to be done today. Defer, only I can do, but it doesn't need to be done today. It needs to be done later on in the week or later on in the month. Delegate, I'm probably doing it, but I really mm-hmm. need to get somebody else to do it or I need yeah. to get it off my plate. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I could do everything. No one could do anything as good as me. Oh, actually, I, they can. Yeah. Oh. And and the worst thing is, like, I remember having you know, my videographer there sitting there twiddling his thumbs and I'm edi- editing a, a video. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing when I've got somebody there that, that, that is, I'm paying a full-time salary to do? So it's, it's noticing those things. And mm. then the hardest one for a lot of people to do, and this is the ultimate way of reducing overwhelm and increasing productivity, and it's that delete. What the fuck am I, am I getting overwhelmed with? I don't actually need to do whatsoever. Mm. In fact, you know, it's what have I said yes to when, when it should have been no? What have I agreed to do when I should have fogged it off? What am I committing myself to that, really doesn't need that level of commitment right now and these are so many important questions to ask yourself because that number four on your to-do list if you are a people pleaser a lot of your overwhelm a lot of your to-do list is going to be it's other people's shit yep and you are getting overwhelmed from stuff that is not your responsibility it is somebody else massively and, the scale. and you know, I fall into that trap as well, mate, because I want to help people. I care, you know, I've got some friends who are going through some shit and it's at the point then, and the problem is as well, and this is for those of you who are, you know, people pleasers or like myself, a reformed people pleaser. Firstly, if you're always, always helping and supporting people, you don't actually often don't help them 
you know, you should be there, be a friend, listen, you know, give advice, you know, help out where you can, obviously. But if you're the person that's always fixing other people's problems, they're never going to fix it themselves because they're always going to rely on you. And secondly, you're giving away your all your precious time, energy and efforts to someone else where, quite frankly, if your own house isn't in order first, maybe you should look at doing that. And other people's problems are one of the biggest for me, have been biggest issues I've had with overwhelm outside of, you know, creating an excessive workflow for myself. Because once they start, they don't fucking stop. And do, do, do you know, I'll always remember this. And Alan Barrett, who owns Grenade, um, mm-hmm. I don't believe he owns it no more. He sold it to Cadbury's for $385 million. Right. So kind of person that you, you listen to when it comes to business advice. But he was a Virgin Partner Group, and every year got to go on safari with Richard Branson. And while they're on safari, another uh, jeep started to drive up, and it happened to be somebody who worked for Richard. And he happened to have everything on an iPad uh, about Virgin Galactic. Okay, and it was just basically him looking at it, scrolling. Richard through the pages and who was going was yes, no, oh, what's that? Okay, yep, yeah, no, no, yep, yeah. okay, cool, go. Uh, and that was his involvement with that thing. And it kind of makes you realize that, you know, there is a billionaire there who's probably had that person in the Jeep who was doing all the worrying and concerns for him, which has presented mm-hmm. him with everything that he needs to know on his level. And all he needs is a nod. And that is the bulk of his decision-making and problems for that part of that company of which goodness knows how many, you know, if he had to sit down and do my brain thinking of the shit Mm -hmm. that he's put his name to, he would instantly get overwhelmed. And obviously his success has been based on finding people who are smarter and better at him than that thing and then hiring them and giving them the opportunities to grow with that thing. And it always gets me thinking with what it is that I'm doing, because a lot of the time when it comes to that delegate and delete, a lot of the times that you have those things on your list, which are causing overwhelm, the delegate is you're afraid to ask somebody to help you because you think that that is a bad thing, as in you are being lazy, which is complete. And utter or look weak, which is another or problem look, I hear yeah. all the time. Or look weak, which is once again bollocks, or you're you're too afraid to say no. And one mm. of the things that you're forgetting, and this is such an important thing, the reason that you're so next level at that thing that you can't pass it on to somebody else is one, you've spent a long time doing that thing, and two, you haven't given anyone else the opportunity to get better at that thing because you keep Very doing true. It your fucking self. And <laughs> This is the reality. It's like, cool, no one, they're not going to be good at it because every time you give them it, you take it off them. And, the, you know, this is the same thing. It's like, cool, right. You need to understand that there are certain things. Firstly, there's there's two ways to overcome that when it comes to delegation, which you know I'm very much focusing on now. It's like, if you're so good at it, create a document on it, create a loom video tutorial whilst you're doing it, if it's something you do every day. And then get that person to follow it because then they'll be able to do it just as good as you. And I always explain this as a McDonald's fries analogy. 
the reason that the chips in McDonald's in where I live is the same level of quality as the McDonald's chips in where you live, Dan, is because there is a guide to it. It's like you take them out, you have a certain amount, you fry them for a certain amount of time, and then you put them out. I highly recommend watching The Founder on Netflix. It is the story of Ray Kroc and uh, McDonald's. But it, the reason that McDonald's was able to grow so much and, of course, is a franchise is because there is a document for doing everything. And it means that they're able to build a place and it be as good as whatever what any other McDonald's is because they have a framework f- for doing it. And if, mm-hmm. if you're wanting to delegate more things and once again, don't want that standard to drop while that person's learning, then give them the guide and then they'll be able to do just as good a job as you. And I realize yeah, it's actually really true. from my video editing courses. So I'd spent so many years and I think my first video editing course came out 2016. Mm-hmm. after so many people are going, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you edit like that? Obviously, you know my edit skills because I've, I've shown you before. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's easy. But for other people, they're just like, you know, they don't have a clue how to do it. And one of the things that I realized was as soon as I put out my first video editing course, within a day, I had people putting content out as good as me. And the reason that they were able to put content out as good as me is because I'd just given them the step-by-step tutorials of how to do it. And it kind of makes you think, cool, somebody who can't edit at all has got to the same level of editing as me within one day because I've taken them step-by-step through how to do it and they're able to replicate it. And if you think about that, it's like, well, cool, why don't you have a user guide for everything that you are repeatedly doing in your business yeah and And if you're not a business person you're listening to this just because you like you know personal development and just want to improve yourselves we've got a lot of people who listen to us for that as well um obviously some of your stuff you you can't apply the sort of business tools that me and jamie will talk we're just talking about but one of the simplest things you can do is firstly again jamie's eisenhower matrix i actually have not pitching it per se i've got a planner which breaks it down in a really nice you know again i created my planner says the i get shit done planner link, i created link it in for, the show notes ladies and gents link in the show notes if there is brilliant i'm never in charge of them so there might be there might not be who knows but i won't be putting it there but i designed that planner first and foremost for me because that's how i needed to work i struggled to do I'd get overwhelmed. I wouldn't see to see the bigger picture. So it allowed me to break big goals down into medium goals, into daily actions, weekly reviews. It's a really simple one. Even if you just grab it once and just model it, that's fine. But it's definitely worth getting. It's on Amazon. Um, what I will say is this, is do your best. And this is hard, especially if your head is fucking with you a little bit, to not worry about the eventual outcome, like how it's going to look like when it's going to be done by, you know, what is specifically the end. Because a lot of people don't do it because they can't see the end result start doing something okay all i can say to you is that nothing changes is nothing changes and do not be afraid to get things wrong or take a wrong path or maybe occasionally fuck up from time to time you know yes i always advise you know like jamie's video course if you can get a course if you can get a book if you can get a coach or mentor, even better, because they've trod the past before you. That's why, you know, me and Jay have the jobs we do, because we have done the hard yards and we can show you what to do and help you make better decisions so you get to your end result 
faster, but there's a lot of resources out there. But don't overconsume too much information. Just start doing things. Honestly, I call it 80-20 fuck it. As in, think what is going to get, you know, what, what is going to give you 80% of the results from whatever it is you need to do. And then just say, fuck it and start doing it. Now, it might work perfectly. It might tank. If it tanks, you know what to do differently. It might be somewhere in the middle and you can optimize it. But the key thing is if you are overwhelmed is once you're clear on what you're doing and you've created some space is to start doing something. Start doing something. Yeah, 100%. There's a weird thing that came to my head. Firstly, of course, a quote. And secondly, Always a of, quote, Jamie. of how I've been able to really develop skills, like from a mindset point of view, from a talking point of view, you know, a lot of people have me on the podcasts and they're asking me questions. Oh, Cole, why, you know, how are you able to just talk so detailed about it? You know, certain things. And I'm, well, mm-hmm. I've been asked the same set of 10 questions for the last eight years. <laughs> and I, what I've been able to do is, talk them out, teach others, find what resonates most with people and then tweak and change it based on what is popular and what I think people need to hear. And it all came from talking. It all came from teaching and it all came from testing and adjusting. And I heard a great quote, the person who learns the most in a classroom is the teacher. And it's a beautiful thing because if you want to absorb information and get really good, it's about teaching others and there is a little bit of a hack for things if you a want some accountability and b want to get really good at some something firstly it's telling you know and i say this to a lot of people if you don't have a business but you want to have a business and you want to do something document i know gary v says this document thing but it's it's understanding that a lot of people don't create social media content because they want to be good at something, but they're not good yet. And what they say to themselves is when I get good at that thing, I'll create content. (laughs) And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot because there are plenty of people in your situation who want to get better at that thing and are shit at the moment. And actually, firstly, they'll probably follow you because you might be on chapter two of the book and they're only on chapter one. That's a great learning curve. Secondly, They might look at your content and go, he's on the same level as I am. So I'm going Mm -hmm. to follow him and we'll figure this out together. And this is super, super powerful. And, you know, once again, I apologize, but going back to (laughs) jujitsu, there seems to be a lot of people. You've done so well. There seems to be a lot of people teaching stuff who are brown belt or black belt. It seems to be the given thing that in order to teach jujitsu, you have to be a black belt. And of course... I totally get it. You've spent enough years doing it. But, but if you are a white belt, there are probably certain things which you want to learn to get better at that are basic as fuck, which sometimes a black belt might have forgotten about. And I I think Mm -hmm. I've spoken about this before with regards to frame rates. In fact, we did an entire podcast on this at, you know, the, um, there's a great book, The Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin. And as you get good at a skill, you increase what's called your frame rate. And what I mean by that is that your processes in your brain per second. And if you look at a slow-mo camera, it basically has 240 frames per second. So it has 240 pictures in it per second. Whereas 
you know, a typical camera has 30 frames per second. So mm-hmm. essentially, quick math, that second is able to produce four times more work within the same time period. This is why you can smash an email out that is incredible in five minutes flat and it would be next level, whereas somebody else might need to take an hour or two to create as good a work as you. And it's because you have a higher frame weight. So you don't have to think as much per second because you've been doing it so much. Now, the problem like when, an, when an expert teaches a beginner, it's they have so much frame rate in between each second that they can sometimes overcomplicate it. And this is the curse of knowledge sometimes. Mm. Sometimes we don't value basic information because we think everybody knows it. For example, I say to PTs, when's the last time you did a video on your social media about how to do a push-up? And a lot of people go, everyone knows how to do a push-up. I'm like, no, they don't. You know, Mm -hmm. some of the biggest viewed videos on YouTube with regards to jiu-jitsu is guess what? How to tie a gi? How to tie your belt. That's it. Yeah, sorry to tell you about yeah, and if you think so. about it, it's like call the top, you know, the top moves that a person in jiu-jitsu needs to learn as a white belt. And it's like, well, yeah, that's important. But you know what's also important? Not, not looking like a dick and being able to tie your belt, which, Mr. Meredith, took me six months. Six <laughs> months to fucking learn. And it just clicked that I did. I was just looping one of the, one of the things the wrong way. That's it. And this is still this video, which I save on YouTube, which is totally off tangent, um, is how to tie a Windsor knot because I have a certain tie, which I tend to um, wear around that Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And once again, I never know how to Always fucking forget tie how to a do Windsor it. knot. And there's this video with like 3 million views on YouTube. But again, gone, that's what a great segue as well. So, okay, so we're obviously talking about overwhelm today. You could be there fannying around, trying to do it from memory, trying to look down past your own chin, see what it's looked like, or you can just get some information and you keep practicing it until you get it right. Practicing in public okay. as well. I'm going, here's what I was doing and I fucked it up. <laughs> and actually people go, oh, thank you. And, and it comes back to that story I said with regards to like my third jiu-jitsu session. I'm trying to tie the belt and rather than be embarrassed, I just go up to Jack Modfest and go, how the fuck do you tie this? And then... I mean, don't so, practice everything in yeah. public. I mean, there are some things you want to practice. Well, I mean, again, whatever whatever floats your boat, to be honest with you. I mean, if you like doing things in public, Jay, you fucking fill your boots, my friend. Well, one of the things that we're obviously Whatever keeps the spark of- alive. <laughs> but one of the things that we're talking about, of course, is self-development, is improving in certain aspects. So, if, for example, that you're trying to improve your productivity, it might be more productive of you to actually document your processes because actually mm-hmm. you're holding yourself accountable to something that you want to get better at. You're probably helping people with their own overwhelm because it's getting reduced down because like, oh, it's not just me who suffers with this. And thirdly, you're probably going to figure it out more because, as I said, the person who learns the most in the classroom is the teacher because when you teach things, it goes in so much deeper because you have to teach others. You know, when you hold information yourself, you have your own kind of patterns and, and things in which you do. Mm-hmm. And you, you've probably done this before where you're trying to explain something to somebody. 
but you're just overcomplicating it because you've been doing it for so long. So you, instead of mm. going step A to B, you're like A to Z. Um, so actually, you know, we want to see the basics and most people want to master those basics and they want to see somebody else fucking up. I had a question in my, um, and, and very much similar to this. I had a question from one of my clients and she was talking about how do I get over comparison online? And I was like, well, here's the problem with, with online is you go down your newsfeed and you look at a photo and that photo is the best photo out of probably 50 photos that that person took. And probably edited to fuck. Yeah. So basically you have an entire newsfeed of carefully created stuff, which people have Mm. posted, which has only been posted because it's the absolute best of what they thought was the best out of all of the shit that they filmed photographed etc so no wonder you feel overwhelmed no wonder you feel like you're not good enough because everybody is pretending that they have shit figured out when they don't and actually if you want to get more attention online if you want to actually overcome these certain things be more real tell people you're overwhelmed tell people that yeah to follow you to go on this journey of figuring shit out and actually you will find like-minded people who want that too and actually that will help you become a lot less overwhelmed because teaching other people the stuff that you're learning means it goes in so much deeper yeah and understanding as well like when it comes to overwhelm okay it is a feeling is what you're thinking you know yes there may be a lot to do but just as as i mentioned earlier in the podcast this is my sort of closing bit just getting really clear on what's really honestly important so not what you think is important like right these are the one two maybe three things that i need to focus on right now because these other things aren't necessarily going to give me the return the impact the results that i'm looking for and once you figure that out and i'm going to sort of close this that creating space element now again that may mean you again as always if i say this having to get up earlier go to bed a bit later making a few sacrifices but if you want to make some changes you're going to need time and energy to do that but to create if you are overwhelmed creating space to to, to not only do but to think is really really important and i you know all my private clients and one of the things i get them to do is i try and get them to book in spa days or spa afternoons or trips in nature or draw or something that takes them out of their head away from technology so they can think it's one of the most useful things you can do and i will say if you want the simplest little tip to deal with you know overwhelm one obviously jamie said is write it down so that was my that was a simple one secondly go for a walk without your phone go for a walk Okay, take a notepad and pen with you. So if you get any ideas, any clarity and just disconnect and go for a walk and see what comes up. What? I ended this nicely. So come on. I used to take a notepad and pen. (laughs) I was thinking, take some crayons. (laughs) Right. Okay. Do you know what? That's it. We're done. We're done for today. Go fuck yourself, Jamie. All Uh, right. Then take some crayons with you. (laughs) So, yeah, go um, do some bicep curls, dickhead. Yeah, I think I think. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. The, I think the most yeah, important. <laughs> Both of us just being dicks to each other now. <laughs> Something that sprung to my mind with that, and as well with overwhelm and everything else, and getting stuff done, and you know where this is coming from, 
because you know you got lots of stuff you got to do, but you forget that you put you put the to do list together and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's just understanding health, wealth, and relationships. Okay, the priority yeah. out of everything is going. Cool. Am I in a good place physically and mentally? Because that is the most important thing. Wealth and relationships come second and third after that, because there's no point in having a million pounds in the bank when you've only got five years left to live. Or if you're not very good, they don't come at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Back to the crowns, then. Fuck you! Let me let me be me. <laughs> Stop it! I so, don't tell you off for your quotes and your yeah. jujitsu. Let me be a dirty <laughs> bastard every now and then. Fuck you. Okay. So <laughs> he- health. Okay, that is the most important thing: physical, mental health, relationships, and wealth. Once again, the most important thing. Some people prioritize uh, wealth over relationships. Some people privatize relationships over wealth and i'll be honest it depends where you are when you're younger you tend to you tend to care more about you know money than relationships but as you get older you tend to realize that you know money comes and goes but you know relationships there's something that and you need to work on. money does facilitate relationships a lot easier and it certainly allows the drawing of the red flags, they come to you much quicker. No, because you, you use your crayons for that. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Right. Okay. For anyone listening, I'm literally flipping Jamie off because he record this on video when we do this. But do you know what? I love you, Jamie, but shut up. I can use, I can use, I, I'm actually using pencils now, actually. So shut up. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Progress, Dan. Progress. Yeah, progress, not perfection, bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> in all serious, ladies and gents, overwhelm is something that we all, I think, Dan, you can agree. We all over, suffer from. We all we suffer all from, and it's not just the odd occasion. If you're doing anything of value in this world, it's probably because you are doing more than most people are doing, because that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Firstly, to have the things which other people don't in the world, and secondly, to make an impact in this world. You know, you've got to be working a little, that, just that little bit harder and taking on a little bit more work and risk than most people. So if you're not feeling overwhelmed, it's probably because you're not doing enough or you're really, really doubt, good at writing shit down. Yeah. Get your bit of paper and your crayons and just figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's so, so important. <laughs> so, ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed that episode of The Body and the Beast. As always, we really enjoy it when you share the things that you've learned and mm-hmm. actually the fact that you've listened. We really do appreciate it. So if you are listening, make sure that you give us that share because we it really means a lot to us. It really, really does. And we enjoy does. doing Thank these you. episodes each and every week. But I have been your body, Jamie Lutton. And before I say my usual outro, just to let you know, as of next week onwards, me and Jamie are doing a series that we have flirted with for some time. So there's a a seven-parter, which is going to be created for you. So we hope you like them. And in a week's time, you'll hear the very, very first one. So yeah, with that, have a great day. And I have been your beast, as always, Dan Meredith. Take care.